Welcome back to American Billiard Radio. Today is Thursday, March 19th, and my interview for this week is with Torsten Holman. Everybody knows Torsten, and Torsten has worked with a, a business partner on releasing an iOS app called QLab, and that app is used to share uh, diagrams of pool table setups. We'll get to talking about the app later in the interview. Um, at the beginning of the interview, we talk about the same thing that everybody's talking about right now, the the situation going on out there with uh, self-quarantines and self-isolation and tournaments being canceled or postponed. I thought it was an interesting conversation. Of course, I always think it's an interesting conversation because I don't put non-interesting conversations on the podcast. Um, aside from that, you know... Normally, I, I say that there's so much news because it's been umpteen months since I did a show. And, you know, there's too much news to really try to, to sum it all up. But really, with the cancellations and the postponements, there's not a lot of tournament talk out there. Um, you know, I'm going to put this out probably on Thursday. Uh, James Aranis and Joshua Filler are playing a three-day match. Thank you, Roy's Basement. Um, started today. You can find that on Roy's Basement, uh, their Facebook page. But, you know, again, that's only for the next couple of days. So, again, uh, I give you Torsten Homan. Very proud now to be joined by Torsten Homan. Now, normally, Torsten, you're uh, in Florida, you're in Germany, you're overseas, but it's been a little different this past week. Where are you at? Well, hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. I'm currently in Houston, Texas. I'm staying with a very good friend of mine, Christopher Hogan, that um, is helping me out in these difficult times. As you know, I w I'm supposed to be in Vegas playing the World Ten Ball Championship, and um, that didn't happen. So uh, I'm very happy to be with Chris. He has a pool table at home. He has, uh, you know, all the conditions that I would ask for in my normal life. So um, I'm very fortunate to be here. What was that like? I mean, certainly Predator had very short notice to, to make the change they did. But, you know, what was that like? Was there conversation leading up to it before the players meeting and that was just more of a formality? Or did you guys all find out at the players meeting? Well, you know, first of all, I want to say I feel really bad for Predator because, you know, they seem cursed with what happened uh, was about 10 years ago and they're trying to have this tournament in spain to start off their world tour and then it was a storm who ruined their tournament and now this um all the tournaments they had scheduled and planned for this year would have you know would have been amazing for the pool community for us players um i think everything was supposed to go ahead as planned and the numbers in nevada and vegas were still low um and then everything just happened so quickly. Everything escalated so quickly. Um, I actually made the decision to cancel out of the event before they announced um, that we wouldn't go ahead. I was just uh, terrified being in Vegas. And the next day, we, we were supposed to arrive a few thousand amateur players um, for the event. And I just didn't feel comfortable. And then um, I think that night, everything just got canceled. Nils made that same decision, didn't he? 
Well, he, you know, he lives in Denmark and his family is there. And um, the reason why he went home, um, I think Denmark just announced closing their airports. So it would have been very difficult for him to get home. And hindsight, uh, you know, he made the right decision to leave early. Were there other players who made the same decision or were they looking at you like, oh, come on, of course you're going to play? I mean, look, we need the tournaments and um, I, I, I need the tournaments to make an in- income. You know, I had so much invested to play in these events and it's kind of, you know, we're forced and we want to play these tournaments. Um, nobody wants to leave. But then once your government tells you, hey, you should come back because we might be closing the borders or we might be closing the airports, then, you know, you almost have no choice. And that's why the Spaniards left. Um, That's why Niels left. Um, I am in a better position since I'm a resident of the United States. So I can choose if I want to be here, if I want to be in Germany. And, you know, my my home is is, uh, the United States. Yeah, it just it happened so quickly at the end. So, I mean, what's the reality for somebody like you? And, and you know, certainly I don't know your finances. I don't know what else you have that brings in income. But from the outside, it, you know, it appears to me as if the the primary way you're, you're making ends meet is through tournament play. I mean, you don't have any idea when those are going to start up, do you? Yeah, well, I'm very fortunate with my sponsors that support me. Um, which, you know, there's only a, a very small amount of players that have that support. The rest relies on whether it's tournaments or teaching or gambling or might have a second job. And it's not only the billet industry, you know, everything is right now is uh, in danger. We're in the same boat. Uh, for me, you know, I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm lucky I'm here in Houston with my friends, so I don't have any uh, expenses. But I don't know how that's going to hit me in the future. You know, I don't know how long um, we'll have to stay quarantined and what's going to happen. Every single tournament that I was supposed to play in has been canceled. Um, the European Championships, you know, of course, the, the U.S. Open has been postponed. Um, uh, just, just everything. And I had a lot of money actually invested for flights, hotels, entry fees, everything paid. And it's just a pain to get that reimbursed, which I've been working on. But, you know, there's nothing we can do. Um, I can complain about it. It, it won't make a difference. Uh, I think health is the priority. So, you know, I try to do my best. And I'm worried about my parents. I'm worried about my friends and families, uh, older people uh, with conditions. Uh, all I can do now is just stay with uh, Chris here and and try to not be a part of the problem. So aside from spending time, you know, trying to line up refunds and, and that sort of thing, what what do you do to fill your time? I mean, you said there's a pool table there. Are you are you hitting balls? Are you working with him on his game? Or is it just you need a break from the whole thing? Um, well, you know, usually I spend my time in New York City and I felt maybe that's not the best place to be. Um, I started teaching there, um, giving lessons, but I knew it was just a matter of time for them to close the pool rooms and then I'd be stuck in an apartment with with no billiard access at all. That would probably drive me crazy. Uh, But here in Houston, you can still go outside and um, 
for example, three days ago we played tennis. The day after we played golf. We are, um, it was still open and accessible. And then, of course, I can play pool 24-7. Um, he has gym equipment at home, so I'm in a really good spot. But um, many players and I mean, pool fans, they don't share that same fortune, unfortunately. So I think you see a lot of stuff happening on social media. Um, like right now, Joshua is playing James um, in Roy's basement. And I've, you know, I see there's a lot of people watching that. You had Darren do a question and answer series. So, uh, you know, we would just, you know, try to share our time with the billiard community and um, have everybody in, in good spirit for when things become normal again. I was watching a little bit of the Aranis filler match before we got this started. It looked like Aranis still had a real uh, thin lead. Now, considering that this podcast is forever and the match is only going to last another couple of days, who do you think is going to win it? You know, my friend was asking me, I don't know, James has a phenomenal break, um, but Joshua is just, you know, has this firepower. I think it's going to be close. I don't want to pick a winner. Um, should go with my countrymen, I guess. But uh, you know, I'm following the match like everybody else. You know, I'm entertained. They're doing a good job with the stream. We got the sponsors involved. Um, I think that's what we read. What, what we really need right now. And no matter who wins, are you ready for the winner? If I'm ready for the winner, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not into uh, money matches and that stuff. And uh, traveling becomes a little bit difficult. Maybe we can start some like uh, online challenges that I'd be participating in. And we'll all just play Facebook pool? Maybe. You, you've you never really been into the, the whole action side of things, have you? Um, no, it's just the way I grew up. And I'm not against it. And I understand that for many people, it's a way of making income or just to stay, to, to stay sharp and it's entertaining. Uh, I've seen the dark side of the gambling and hustling scene. Um, I don't need the motivation of money to bring the best out of me. You know, I just want to beat you just because, you know, um, I'm always very competitive and I'm a good example that you can win a world championship without having the gambling experience, but I'm not saying it's bad. Um, I'm entertained myself. I watch those matches and I sweat those matches. It's just not my, the way I grew up. Um, if it, if it's ever going to change, I don't know. But uh, I think that's something that my sponsors also value in me, uh, that I stay away from that scene. Um, yeah. And again, I'm not against it. That's interesting that you would say that it's something that your sponsors respect you not being a part of when the American sponsors seem to want to be a part of it. You know, it, I, I would imagine they're loving the idea of, of either James or Joshua, if they were one of their players being out there and, and promoting their brand name on the stream. Um, see, I don't know if, if, you know, I hope one day pool will be more popular and generate more money and more interest Then maybe we wouldn't have to uh, match up like that. Uh, but we're, you know, it's a good way to generate interest, and uh, I guess that's what some sponsors are looking for. Just get uh, get their brand out. Um, 
I was told many, many, many years ago by a, a gentleman here in town that played really well. And I asked him, you know, if I'm going to be spending time away from the game, how do I how do I stay prepared? Uh, he had made a comment that it's all about continuing to watch the game. You know, if you're continuing to watch people play, your pattern play will stay sharp in your mind. What what would you recommend to your students who who are saying, Torsten, look, you know, I, I may not be able to hit a ball for a month. You know, how am I going to come back without, you know, being super, super rusty? And, and how do I stay sharp? You know, Mike, what's funny, um, we have this conversation uh, in a WhatsApp group um, amongst the German national team. You know, we're supposed to come together in a couple of weeks from now and train, and that's not going to happen. And there's only a, a couple, well, three players of the, of that group that have access to a pool table. I heard, Mike, that if, for example, an athlete has an accident and won't be able to practice his or her sport physically, if you um, mentally go through the routines and envision how you, you know, hold the cue, how you stroke the ball, that when you come back, um, it will be easier to get to that level versus somebody who doesn't do that. Um, and that might include even just watching pool. You know, as long as you are mentally involved, I think it, you will benefit from it. So, for example, when I'm watching the Uranus uh, filler match, or as far as that goes, any match, um, I'm trying to imagine, you know, what what shot they're going to make, how are they going to get on the next ball, um, I'm looking at it from the from the uh, from the aspect of uh, entertainment, maybe a commentator or or someone who's just enjoying watching the match. But it sounds like what you're saying is at, at the top level, you could actually look at the shot that the player is taking and imagine yourself in that position, saying. You know, this is how I approach the ball. This is how I would hit the ball to get to the next spot on the table. And and almost imagining yourself in that player's position. Well, you know, there haven't been studies in billiards, so I can't say that for a fact. But I'm sure it's like a meditation. You know, if you close your eyes, you don't have access to a pool table. But you see yourself walking around the table and, you know, that feeling holding the cue lining up, going down, you know, all these little things. Um, in theory, that's supposed to have a positive infect, impact on when you come back and actually be able to play again. So if you watch uh, Joshua and James play and you can, like, imagine yourself in that position and the way it would feel when you hit the ball, you know, the sound it makes and um, like a big draw shot, how, how it feels when the, when the cue, you know, runs through the cue ball. I think there's something you can do to actually preserve some of your game in the long run. That's interesting. I've I've never heard that concept, but it makes perfect sense. Well, like I said, I heard it from other sports that there have been studies, and it's actually proven um, that there are, I don't know, I couldn't tell you in percentages that, um, but an example of injured players, that some that do the mental training versus the ones that don't, there's a difference when they come back. You know, it, it 
it never ceases to amaze me. Um, seems like it's a theme on the show, uh, the differences between American and, and European players. But, you know, it strikes me that the European players, and I'm not just talking about yourself, I'm talking about any number of other big name players out of Europe. They they look at things like this. It's not a case of my job is to win however many matches I'm in today, and then I'm done. I mean, you actually do the research, you look into how you can perform at your absolute top level. And, you know, that that seems rare, at least from, from the outside, um, when you look at, at different groups of players. Um, well, we st- like in general, Q Sports or Pool um, has a long way to go. And, uh, you know, if we had access to psychologists and biomechanic specialists, I think we would improve even more. Maybe I am just in a lucky position uh, in Germany, you know, how, how sports are structured and organized versus in America. Uh, you no, know, I'm in the national team and I have access, access to um, medical exams. And we were talking about maybe getting uh, professional help in the psychology department um so my federation is really trying to help us a lot um we have training three four times a year which i participate in and in the states that doesn't really exist i don't know what the role of the bca is um certainly there's room for improvement but then you have so many fantastic uh private coaches uh in the u.s um just you know how do you connect everybody and it's a question and and when you were answering the question, that's kind of where my mind went, um, you know, back to the IPT days, which I'm sure you remember well. Who was your coach that you had in your corner when you won that big event? Well, you know, those days it was, uh, I had just moved to the United States and Charlie, Charlie Williams uh, was a good friend of mine and uh, we were traveling a lot. I stayed with him in Orlando, so it was uh, natural for him to be in my corner. You know, we had this really close relationship and... Um, he knew me well, you know, knew what to say, knew how to motivate me, how to stay sharp, not lose focus, those things. And do you think something like that would have a value even at your level of play? Oh, 100%. Well, if you had somebody um, constantly there monitoring you, um, you know, if you're maybe when your thoughts wander and he, you need somebody that knows you really well and knows how to handle you. And, um, you can motivate you when you are down. Maybe he sees you're playing too fast, or your your mind is somewhere else, or you look scared in your body movements. You know, and then remind you and constantly tell you, you know, what to do. Take a break. Okay, we need to uh, like step back and you know, like refocus or go outside, do some jumping jacks. You know, you 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 have no tension at all. Um, Everybody could benefit from it. You know how many times I, I gave up in a match mentally, or I wasn't really hundred percent into it. You know, if you had somebody like kick your ass, then <laughs> I think um, be more consistent overall. That's a really interesting idea. I'd like to see. You know, at the time with the IPT, we were like 
you know, these guys are pro players. They don't need anybody sitting there telling them what they should be doing different, because if they knew how to do things better differently, then they'd be playing the match right now. But, you know, it's an interesting way of looking at things, and I'd sure like to see a little bit more of that. We're all humans, and we all need support. And if you know you have somebody behind you, um, maybe just one person. And that, you know, when you think about it, it could be a big part why Joshua is so successful. Um, we're all criticizing, oh, he, he's getting married so early. They are they crazy? But I think it's the best thing that could have happened to him. You know, he has this uh, support by Pia in his corner, takes care of everything. So all he can do is focus on pool. Um, that's a very good example. You know, he has his corner woman behind him. No matter what, he trusts her 100%. And that reflects in his performance. Well, and in addition to everything that she does to help support his game, she's trying to play, and she does play very well. Yeah, of course. Um, she knows what it's like to be in the chair and to lose, um, to be under pressure. So uh, she's much more qualified to give advice and, and, and for him to take her seriously. Well, besides all of this and, 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 you know, the time that you're spending now wondering when your next tournament is going to be, uh, as usual, you're not just sitting around. You've, uh, you've released a, uh, telephone app. Well, yeah, it's an idea I've had for over 10 years. Um, I've always been very interested in billiard education. Um, you know, teaching myself when I was 16 years old to my fellow students in school. And, um, so we've released an application called QLab. It's available for um, all Apple devices, iPhone, iPad, which lets you chart out uh, diagrams, you know, shots, drills, trick shots, whatever, and then you can share it with your friends and your community. Um, I was inspired by a good friend of mine named Wei Chao, who had a um, desktop version uh, in the 90s and the 2000s called Waytable and uh, Qtable that was very complex and fantastic. And uh, I told him when the first iPhone came out, I said, Wei, you need to make this mobile. You know, people, they don't want to go home, want to wait to 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 bring their ideas to life. They want to do it immediately. And uh, he wasn't able to do that. And then he, he kind of got out of pool. And uh, since then, I have been looking for somebody to team up with to make this project come to life. And, you know, you can imagine I've approached uh, professional companies. They wanted a lot of money, so I was not, not able to do it. And then just last year, I found uh, Joshua uh, and his company, Bright Mediums, in New York City. And when I presented the idea to him, and he's a very good player himself um, in New York, he was fascinated, and he did a fantastic job bringing all my ideas uh, you know, to life in this app. And I think this might be a good time uh, to release it. Um, I'm in a very fortunate position where I have access to a pool table, but many of my, my, my pool enthusiasts, they don't. And that gives them an, an opportunity to participate, you know, if they have a, a, a creativity um, come with questions, uh, come up with ideas, with drills, and then, you know, we can all talk about it. And, uh, you know, the good thing is uh, the app is for free. While it was the other company that did the coding, how much input did you have in the details of the app? 
Um, you know, I came with him with the idea. I came with the name, um, with the features. You know, I told him it'd be cool if if you, you know, if you take a ball and you want to draw a line. Once the ball hits the rail, it like should automatically be spit it out. That's kind of natural. And uh, maybe it would be cool to have some haptic feedback as well. And then, um, you know, it was all Joshua who who had to figure out how to do it. And he just exceeded my expectations. So um, many of the features that you see were my idea. But, you know, he is an absolute uh, genius expert uh, when it comes to coding, with the design, with the look. It's just very uh, simple and uh, intuitive. And were there things that you were hoping would be a part of it that maybe uh, will be worked on for the future, or are you pretty happy with where it's at right now? Well, we have, I have, and he does too, so many ideas how we can improve the app. But, um, you know, it's all funded by ourselves. We don't have sponsors. We don't have investors. It's him putting in the time. It's me putting in the time. So uh, you, know, you can you can always improve the features. But... Uh, you know, then you you never release it. We think we have a project that is really good as it is. It works. You know, it might not be perfect, but it gives you all the tools to to come with really cool uh, images. And then, oh, anyway, we want to see how does the community like it. Um, is it used by the players? Because you know, we we don't know if uh, maybe nobody likes it. Nobody wants to use it. Then there's no point for us to developing it further. So this is a critical point now. I hope uh, people enjoy it and share it. The more users we have, the more time uh, we can invest and make it better. And you said it was called QLab. Is it is it iOS only? Yeah, you know, I, of course, I get a lot of critics, and I was expecting that. Um, people asking, is there an Android version? Um, like I said, I have had this idea for 10 years and uh, I've approached many professional companies and talked to developers that I knew, and it was I was not able to find somebody to work on this with me without paying like forty thousand dollars. So um, Bright Mediums, they are absolutely experts when it comes to iOS. You know, they code in Swift, um, so it was very natural for us to do an iPhone app um, first. Uh, you know, unfortunate for the Android users, uh, for now, we, we don't have any immediate plans um, to make an app for, for their devices. But again, if, you know, if we're successful, if the numbers show that we're on the right track and uh, people like it, then, of course, we want to expand it and get everybody be able to use uh, QLab. But for now, it's you know, iPhone, iPad. I'm just really happy that we were able to bring it to the market for free. Well, I know just from knowing you over the years that you're an even bigger Apple fanboy than I am. So uh -huh. really, wouldn't it be easier if, if all of the people who don't use Apple devices would just give in and start using them? Yeah, you know, <laughs> no, I know this. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm, the, I'm an Apple guy. I love their product. Um, and again, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry we don't have an Android version, but I'm just happy we have something. You know, it took me 10 years to do it. 
So hopefully people understand. Go out there. I think Apple just released a new iPad. <laughs> it's coming out. It's coming out in a week or two. That's the perfect device to do it. Um, and we just hope, you know, if this is successful. We'll make an Android version. Well, I've looked at the app. I've downloaded it and played with it. Uh, it's very professionally put together. And, you know, you can hear the pride in your voice um, for what you and your partner um uh, you know, programming have put together. Uh, again, it's called Q Lab. It's available in the uh, the App Store. Um, anything else going on? Well, that's it. I'm here, um, you know, in Houston with my friend, and I'm working on content for Q Lab. And you know, I want to get the word out there. And it really um, makes me happy to see when you post um, a layout that you've created, and then how it stimulates communication. You know, it's, I could just ask a question, hey, uh, what do you think of this? What's the best ball to start? And then they will just keep going on. And there's so many cool ideas that uh, will be generated. So that makes me really happy and motivates me uh, to create more content because that's what it's for, creating content. It's, you know, it's a platform. Um, so I'm here doing this. At the same time, I'll be able to practice a lot. Um, if anybody's interested in, in in a lesson or just uh, talk about pool, I'm here. You know, I have nothing to do up, uh, besides this. Um, trying to stay fit and eat healthy, and um, but I know it's really difficult for everybody out there. You're in isolation and maybe not um, no chance to communicate, or maybe you're alone. So you know, we're out here. We're, we're one big billiard family, and I'm trying to do my best to answer everybody and. Uh, you know, I love connections. I love making friends. And then hopefully we can just help each other until this madness is over. I I don't think you can say it any better than that. We'll see. We'll talk to me again in a week how I feel. <laughs> All <laughs> right. It's a, a deal. All right. Torsten, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time. I'll let you get back to watching uh, James and Joshua. And hopefully we will. Hopefully we'll talk again in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. Um, again, check it out, QLab on the App Store. Check out uh, QLabLab.co on Facebook and on Instagram. I'm trying to post as much content as I can uh, working in it, and I'd love to get some feedback. You know? I need all the support um, so I can give it back to you again. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Torsten. Bye, Mike. All right, bye. All right, that was Torsten. Um, you know, I, I think he's right. I think we're all in this together. And I, I really respect what uh, he and some of the other pool players are doing. You know, you got to respect what Roy's Basement is doing with uh, with Aranis and Filler. You got to respect Darren. He's always out there uh, interacting with his fans. You know, it goes back to the conversation a week ago with uh, Per from Supercharged about what these players can do. Uh, to represent their sponsors and and really they're representing themselves and they're representing the professional game as it is and you know you've got to give you've got to give props to to all of them for for doing what they're doing in in a, an unprecedented time you know whether whether you believe in the seriousness of the situation or not you have to admit that it's definitely a time that we're not you know we've never had to deal with anything like this before. So, um, 
like Torsten said, the best thing we can do is just stay together and, and ride this out and and hopefully we'll things will be you know return back to normal on the on the tail end of it. All right, everybody, that was uh, Torsten Holman on American Billiard Radio. Thank you for listening. And Dave, we are always thinking about you. <laughs>